Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 45. I am actually pre-recording this before the week that I normally release it because we are going to go on a family trip and I will not have the time, capacity, or energy to record this episode so I am recording it way in advance. Um, Yeah, reading that last part for Sam was a little tough. I cried through a bunch of it um, and that's just who I am. So there it is. It was really interesting because I went out... um, to lunch with my husband or lunch, dinner. So we do this thing on Mondays where we go to um, this restaurant before we go get the kids. Not every Monday, but a lot of Mondays. And um, we have like a little date to start off the week like that. And I'm sitting there and just saying like, I can't believe I cried through the podcast. Like it's going to be so embarrassing. And I mean, it's done. It's already scheduled. It's fine. It just like the story was really meaningful to me. So I couldn't help but cry. And this guy shows up at the restaurant with his dog and it's a like super cute golden retriever, like so cute. And I just keep getting these signs every time I write these stories. I mean, you've heard most of them about, you know, like when I saw the foxes going across the road or when the guinea pig died or, um, this weekend we went to go buy my mom a birthday gift uh, and on the shelf was a picture of a sloth and then on the sloth were two little lovebirds and I'm like what are the chances of that like now they're combining characters like what um it's hard to say that there's not another force working with me on this on these stories and I know that sounds really crazy but I can't help but wonder like how are all these little synchronicities happening and it's so cool and i love it anyways i asked the guy if i could pet the dog because um it was so cute like oh my gosh so fluffy and her name was chloe and she was like so happy to see some like all these people and she was like jumping all over the place and when i petted her face it just reminded me so much of sam and I just I was so grateful that I had taken the time to write the story and to share it with whoever is listening and to process through my feelings again, because I think this is the piece that we miss, right? We are always full of feelings, all of us, and there's so much going on in the world all the time, especially right now. And I would get more into it right now, but I have to record this really fast too. Um, the frustration we feel, the lack of hope, the exhaustion we might feel from just seeing so many horrible things happening and feeling so out of control. And I think what this creative practice is doing for me in particular is allowing me to process a lot of those emotions in a really sort of somatic way through my writing, um, which I never thought I could do because I mean, writing, you need words, and so you're using a different part of your brain. And so anyways, I just, I'm really intrigued by this whole concept. And the more I do this practice of writing down these stories and exploring them and giving them the time, energy, and effort that they require, the more I'm seeing how much of a healing energy 
my creative practices. And so I truly deeply believe that. And I see it in the people that I coach and I see it in my students and I see it in my friends and family and how they use creativity as a way to cope with the world. And so I've just been reflecting on that a lot. Like all great artists, you know, in our lifetimes and before our lifetimes, like I think they're just trying to process the world around them through their art. You know, I think of Van Gogh and maybe like that's why it was so hard for him because there's he was processing so much so fast. And part of what made him so amazing and so talented is part of the reason why it was so hard for him to be living, you know? And so I think I think it's imperative that we use our creative practice as a way to heal ourselves and also know that it's gonna be really hard. Um and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I guess I've come to realize that this is never going to feel easy. Like, it's not like I'm ever going to show up and be like, that was a piece of cake. Yeah, there are times where it's like easier and the things just flow and, you know, the words just come out. Like, that happens. But it's never the processing piece of taking what's happening in your life or what you see out in the world and transforming it into something else. Like, processing that is just never going to be easy and just having full acceptance around that. So that's my two cents on that. Um, I hope it serves you in some way. If it doesn't, that's okay too. I, I just a little reflection, but I do think it's important to mention that we are living in times right now where a lot of people are just kind of fed up with the way that our society works and it's frustrating because like I just go to work and I come home and my life is still technically the same but the inside of me is no longer the same seeing the atrocities are happening in Gaza still and the lack of accountability that our government is having and how people are still trying to make this like a this side or that side and how can you believe in this but not that and like this like this or that sort of feeling and it it just and I still go about my normal days trying to be normal but like I'm not we're not normal anymore like this is not normal this is not okay and so it's been a really weird like just I don't know like opposing views of life and just having to live in both worlds at the same time it's been it's a bit interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important that we take a look at what we're doing and I will reflect more on this after our trip, but I have (laughs) so much to say about this upcoming trip we're taking. And I don't know, it's just, it's really hard to put into words the feelings that I'm having towards being a member of a society that just continues to do same old, same old and not saying things out loud and not refusing to participate in something. Um, and I'm a little disappointed in myself, so I'll just leave it at that. And then when I come back, I will explain more of what I mean with that. And I hope that this is not just me rambling about nothing. I hope you're getting something out of it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read part three of Sam, the golden retriever puppy story. And I will continue to keep writing after this. Okay. What? Sam stood up quickly and shook. We are having company? I love company. He started running around the living room. 
We all laughed. Oh, Allie headed towards the door. When she opened it, I could not believe who it was. Hi, T-Rex mom was standing, holding a purple backpack on one hand and a coffee cup on the other. I was just my regular self, but then I spilled my coffee all over myself during the last turn, and, well, here I am. I ran towards her and gave her a big hug. Her ginormous body engulfed my tiny body. I wasn't sure what she was doing there, but I was so excited to see her. Then, walking up the pathway, I saw what seemed like a little rat, except it wasn't a rat. It was Gus. He was carrying a little suitcase, which I assume was filled with journals that he had brought for me. Gus, is that you? I said as I squinted my eyes. Hey, yeah, it's me. I had to take a couple weeks off knowing how far this place was, but the children will be all right. I left Gary in charge, which who knows what kind of craziness I'll get into. He hurried along, running in between my feet, not even saying hello. Okay. I looked at Allie. She had a big smile on her face. T-Rex's mom. T-Rex mom had made herself comfortable and was doing some deep breathing exercises on the kitchen chair. Sam waited patiently in the corner of the living room as if he was waiting for more guests. I looked out again and saw Agar peeking from behind a tree. I see you. Come out, Agar. I guess we were having a reunion of some sort. Behind him were me and Womanolo flying together. They went inside the house after greeting me shyly. Pablo came running in with his feathers completely out in the open. He could barely fit through the door. Hey, Pablo, I said, but he just stared at me. I guess he wasn't excited about being here just yet. That was okay. I'd give him a little more time. I was about to close the door when I saw a tree falling down off in the distance. Amelia, she must be close. Soon enough, there she was, running up the pathway. Sorry I'm late. I couldn't help myself. There was this really yummy tree, and I kept gnawing at it because it felt so good that it just tipped over. <laughs> That's all right, Amelia, I said as, she, as if she knew who she was. Allie said as if she knew who she was this whole time. We'll cut it out for some firewood later. I gave her a gentle hug and she cuddled with my face for a second or two. I started counting them and knew that somebody was still missing. It's Shiloh, Allie said. They said they'll be here a little late. Something about traveling through the universe where time doesn't quite translate the same way. Oh, was all I could say. So she had talked to all of them? Why? I was very confused. And Sally, Allie continued. Well, we all knew she would be a little late. She smiled and everyone laughed. Okay, I looked around. What is going on? I hate this, Alistair jumped in. We cannot start until everyone is here, but we have to start in the in time. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. His black and white thinking was coming through again. Allie walked up to the window where his head was speaking through. Alistair, take a deep breath. Remember how I mentioned that time was an illusion? He snorted and looked away. Cornelius had jumped inside and was looking for snacks to eat. Hey, Allie, where'd you put all the good food I saw you bringing out of the truck earlier? I guess maybe we'll hang out and eat for a while until everyone else gets here, she said as she got up to go get the food. I was surprised to see all of my friends in the same place, but more than that, I was surprised. But more than surprised, I was eager to talk to them and to see what they had been up to. I walked towards Mabel Manolo. I was curious to see how Mabel had found her way home and what she had seen out in the wilderness. Before I could go check in with her, I heard a very slow knock at the door. Ah, Allie said, putting out a bowl of popcorn and chips. That must be Sally. Sure enough, there she was, moving as slow as can be, trying to make it through the door. I walked up to her and asked her if I could pick her up. Sure, she responded and gave me a warm embrace as soon as I placed my arms around her. Then I saw something shiny, zooming through the forest. I left the door open, knowing that Shiloh was well on the way. Once they arrived, we settled in to hear what Allie had to say. 
My curiosity had never been stronger than that moment. What could all this mean? Hello, friends, she began softly. Thank you all for being here. We have a tremendous journey ahead of us. But before we can begin to learn what we're all doing here, I'd like Isabel to say a little something to you all. What? I hadn't prepared anything. I didn't even know what that she wanted me to say anything to begin with. I stood up and with sweaty hands, I began to hear the sound of my own voice. Um, it was shaky, but it was okay. Thank you, Allie. I honestly have no clue what you're all doing here or what this tremendous journey is all about. I guess we're all about to find out, but I am so glad to see you. When I look at each of you, I am reminded of what this particular journey has meant to me. I can see the growth and evolution of my own sense of self, and it brings me so much gratitude. I guess that was it. I wasn't sure if there was anything else I should say. Then I saw Sam in the corner with a goofy smile on his face. Oh, and I guess you all don't know each other yet, so maybe we can go around with some introductions. I sat on the couch, and Sam jumped right on top of me. Great idea. Here, let me op- let me no. Let me go open the door so that Alistair can come all the way in. Allie said as she moved some chairs around. One by one, these character friends began to sit down, forming a large circle. I took a deep breath in and continued to pet Sam as Alistair made his way into the house. It was a great thing that Allie's farmhouse was incredibly spacious. It was the only way that we could all, we could fit everyone. Okay, so who wants to go first? I asked a bit shyly. Maybe I could organize the order and alleviate some of alleviate them from that duty. Actually, how about we go in the order that I met you? That way it's easier and we don't have to sit through the awkward silences of you all feeling shy. They all agreed and so T-Rex mom began. Hi, I am T-Rex mom. I met Isabel back in the city. She saw me transform into this form. I am usually just a regular human being, but what we discovered is that when I feel intense anger or frustration, I turn into a T-Rex. Actually, My whole family turns into T-Rexes when they have these feelings. I smiled at her, remembering her sweet family. It was awesome that they had all learned to accept this about themselves. Everyone said hello and looked at Gus, who was sitting on a stool eating a celery stick. Oh, hi, hello, my name is Gus, and I met Isabel when she found me at a park. I was accidentally dropped from a moving truck when my cage was being transferred to another school. I was incredibly lonely, but Isabel helped me see that as long as I am doing what I love, then the right people will show up. And so now I am at a new Montessori school, and I am happy. He gave me a silly smile, and everyone waved hello. Edgar was really unsure about this whole thing. He seemed a bit mad, rolled his eyes, and wouldn't look at anyone directly. Hi, I'm Agar. I met Isabel when she came to the woods. I tried to warn her that there was danger, but she wouldn't listen. It's like this girl never has any fear, so I have to compensate for it. I guess she helped me see that I don't have to run or fight or even try to please others. I just have to sit with myself and let it all pass. He looked right at me. It was a bit intense. Then we moved on to Sally, who was hanging from the curtain rod as if it was a tree. Hello. Oh no, this could take a while since she was going even slower than usual. Probably because she was feeling nervous. I'm Sally. I was in a cage. Isabel helped me become free. And I learned that all I have to do is be myself, even if that means I am sad or feeling a little out of sorts. That no matter how I want to be part of something, how much I want to be part of something, I cannot force myself to be someone that I'm not. That is mostly what cages me. That took a long time, but I was so proud of her for showing up in her slow nature. Next, we looked over at Pablo, who still had his feathers sticking out. (sighs) Hi, I'm Pablo. I don't even know why I'm here. I have much more important work, and this might be a huge waste of my time. I don't like asking for help. I know I could figure out what I need without being here. His feathers were really beautiful. 
but I guess I'll try. It was interesting seeing them all revert back to their old selves. Maybe it was because this was a new setting. We looked over at Shiloh, who was sitting underneath the lamp. I started to giggle because the whole time I thought the lamp was on, but it was just Shiloh. His head was emitting a glow that resembled that of the lamp. Hey everyone, I'm Shiloh. I ran into Isabel deep in the forest where I was lost because I no longer had a shine. She helped me realize that it is so important to be myself and that eventually we all find those people that help us shine bright like stars. I realized that Shiloh had the same glow that Sam had back at the store. Maybe that was the magic that is in all of us. I was interrupted by Alistair snorting. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alistair. Apparently, I'm just really stubborn and it wasn't until I met Isabel that I saw why this was problematic in my life. It's just easier to understand the world around me when there are guidelines to follow. You know, like when you say you're going to start a gathering at a certain time and people are late. Look directly at Sally and Shiloh. They both destroyed. But I guess I'm learning how to live more in the gray area of life. It's super annoying. Before Alistair could finish, Cornelius had jumped on top of the table. Allie shook her head and gave him the death stare. Hello, everybody. The name is Cornelius, and I met Isabel when she came to Allie's farm. She had to bring this doofus back because he got lost and couldn't find his way home. He laughed as he pointed at Alistair. Honestly, meeting Isabel was an incredible change in my life. She really helped Allie and myself figure out our interesting dynamic. And now Allie is writing and listening to my ideas without being super annoyed of me. I do still feel a need to critique her work from time to time. But I'm so busy playing and coming up with new ideas that I mostly just let her do her own thing. He stuck, he stuck his little tongue out to sort of tease all of the other characters. I held in a chuckle. Amelia sat up straight and fixed her hair. Hi, everyone. My name is Amelia, and I am the most hardworking beaver in the entire forest. All of the characters looked at each other as if they were in disbelief. Isabel helped me see that I was working way too damn hard. I was completely burning out. That and that I'm the one that caused that huge flood in the forest. Sorry about that, but really, I've realized more and more that working extra hard does not make me more worthy or lovable. It just makes me incredibly tired. I nodded at her as I rem as a reminder that yes, it was okay for her to rest. As I had that thought, I realized just how tired I was feeling in that moment. I wasn't sure what Allie had in mind, but whatever it was, I was hoping she'd at least let me take a quick nap. Next up were Mabel and Manolo. They cuddled next to each other, making their super adorable heart shape with their feathers. Hello, we are Mabel and Manolo, the lovebirds. We met Isabel when she was going back through her forest, through the forest to find her campsite. And well, she helped me realize that I needed to ask for space and time in my long-term relationship with Manolo. I had to let go of the societal expectations of what my life ought to be and figure out what it is that I actually want to do. I'm still not sure, but we're getting there. She looked at Manolo and he snuggled up to her face. I realized that this was probably the first time they were seeing each other since her little adventure off in the forest. They seemed happy to be in each other's company. It is such a pleasure to meet you all. Sam had jumped off my lap and was standing in the middle of the circle. I just want to say, before I share anything else, that I love you. I love all of you for so many different reasons. It is incredible to see how much passion and support you all bring to this group. And I just want to hug you all. He walked around and snuggled with each character. They all gave him the sweetest hugs and petted his software. Now, if you don't mind, Isabel and I are exhausted, so we are actually going to go take a nap, and Allie will fill you all in on what we are supposed to do, because I sure as heck have no idea, but I am excited for whatever it is. I yawned and excused myself. They would all be fine. There was plenty to do in the farmhouse while Sam and I went to take a quick nap. 
We went into the guest room where I had previously stayed in. Somehow it looked different this time. Maybe Allie had painted the walls a different color. I couldn't quite pinpoint what the difference was. It is so cool that all of these characters are here, don't you think, Sam? I asked eager to hear what he had to say. It is super cool, and I can't wait to snuggle more with each of them. He jumped on the bed and was already putting his head on one of the pillows. Yeah, I'm excited to find out why they're all here. I almost don't want to go home, I said as I snuggled up with Sam. The sheets were soft, the scent of lavender filled the room, and before I knew it, I was dozing off. I felt so safe laying there next to Sam, like there was nothing that could go wrong as long as, as, long as the essence of love was always with me. We drifted off to sleep quickly. Unfortunately, it didn't last long. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All the characters are coming together, and... um. <sighs> It's so in IFS, there's a moment where you can get all of your parts to sort of like have like a meeting. And that's kind of what I've been doing through this whole journey is a new part comes in. I kind of bring them into my life. And any time I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, stressed, you know, overstimulated, I, I have to sort of, with a reminder of my husband, of course, sort of say like, who's showing up? And if it's multiple characters you know multiple parts of me showing up at that time I kind of have to sit down with them and and have like a little meeting with them and say okay well it's okay Agar that you're here but like you can't take over because then we can't function right um and it's just been life-changing for me I mean this is how I've been able to get through so many pages of writing this is how I've been able to get through my life lately and actually this entire year and it has been so liberating to live from this space and so i wanted to include this meeting in my stories but i knew that i couldn't do it until sam showed up because these characters won't feel safe unless there's a lot of love and compassion present and i think that's what sam brought not only to like my real physical life but to the story and i it's incredible. I've been um, participating in Elizabeth Gilbert's Substack newsletter. Um, she just started a few months ago and it, she has been doing this practice where, <coughs> oh, excuse me, that was like a random super weird sneeze that just came out of nowhere. She's been doing this practice for many, many years where she writes letters to herself from the perspective of love. So it's like as if love is writing her letters and I already had the idea that like Sam would be in my story, but I didn't know exactly how this would play out until I started doing this practice for myself. And um, she shares people's love letters that they write to themselves, you know, like famous people that I follow, like Martha Beck was on her um, Substack ones and uh, Abby Wambach was another person that read her letter. And um, if you do the paid subscription for Substack, it's like $5 a month. It's like not bad at all, but you can, participate and share your love letters and read other people's love letters and it's just such a beautiful community that she's built there and I I keep thinking <laughs> my love letters have always come from the essence of who Sam was and my characters need that right like we they cannot we cannot function as a whole unit unless Sam was there and so I, I just think it's so cool anyways um they are gonna have a little journey they're going to go through. And I'm so excited to share that with you and um, to have you meet the last character um, next month. I, I'm i a little sad this is coming to an end. I don't want it to end just yet. And I know like it's not ending, but like I'm, I'm committed to the 12th character. And then 
I got to do something with this. I don't know why. Like I'm working on editing. I'm still working on the illustrations, but this is, this feels very exciting and I can't wait to see what happens. So anyways, I got to go, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed re-meeting all of the characters in this part of the story. And I hope that you come back next week to find out why, um, why Isabel and Sam were woken up. So I will talk to you later. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.